Hi, this is Nigel McGuinness from Ring of Honor Superstar, and you are listening to WNS Podcast. Stay tuned, wankers. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries. Here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler A. Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. Hey, hello. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 238 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Stitcher, BeyondPod, and Player.fm by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hi. The podcast is on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast. Daniel is on Twitter himself, at WNS underscore Daniel. Yeah, I am. So welcome to the show. No Tyler once again out on uh, out on missions doing the good good deeds of a bear. So how you doing, Doug? I'm alright, man. Yeah. What's up with you? What have you been doing? What are you up to? Oh man, I'm ready to get this week over. I'm ready to get next week over as well. It's gonna be a hectic weekend uh, for work. We're gonna have our big expo that we're putting on, and hmm. it's gonna be what's an expo? sort of like a convention cool yeah you gotta like wrap the show at a booth or anything um i have to help set everything up and then i have to help tear everything down and then be at the event while it's going on so you're not repping us at a booth or anything no sorry it's all right it's for babies and families oh so fuck them yeah i'm not (laughs) not sure quite our demographic (laughs) so uh so yeah, so welcome to the show. Got lots to walk around about. plugging earbuds into babies. Yeah, ears. hey, listen to this. Hey, you need to grow up listening to our show. So uh, got lots to talk about. Going to talk about feedback, raw. Give our predictions for NXT Takeover as well as SummerSlam, the huge show. Uh, also some Q and A. So welcome to the show. We'll kick things off with some feedback uh, from Jamal saying, "Hey guys, love your stuff. I reckon you guys have the best minds for not only WWE but in wrestling in general." But you guys should do more impact stuff, even though it's shit. I just want to hear Doug's and Tyler's takes on how it would be better. But like I said before, great work. You can always count on me as a viewer. So thank you, Jamal. Yeah, thanks, Jamal. That's far, far too sweet of you, my man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure Tyler doesn't watch Impact either. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm the only one who watches Impact, and um, I'm a little behind myself uh, just because, you know. G1 16 shows this fucking month or, or month and a half or whatever. That's but, uh, crazy. It's a good, good shows though. But yeah. um, yeah, my sort of thing with um, I don't have the best mind in wrestling, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a really nice thing to say, yeah. but it's not correct. We're just some, <laughs> we're just some dudes talking some bullshit. I don't know. Um, my whole thing about like talking about stuff is um, I like to. I don't, I hate, like, I don't want to sound like I'm monologuing. I don't want to just be, like, saying things I think about a show. I, I just want to, I want to have a little go back and forth. And uh, if we can't do that, it's just not something that we talk about. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, my man. It's probably not going to happen. If Daniel and Tyler ever catch it a week, then we'll talk about it that week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, 
It is what it is. Maybe I'll try and watch it. And that's the thing, is that it happens on Wednesdays. We record the show on Tuesdays, so it's like you're you're waiting a full week for us to talk about what happened last week, but by the time the show airs, it's already time for a new episode, which immediately outdates it. Yeah, the show won't come out till Wednesday, but... Yeah. So, uh... It's a new episode. By the time you hear it, you'll already have seen the new episode of... More than likely, but Impact. yeah, Jamal, we appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for uh, for giving us a chance, and thank you for the kind words. We, yeah, uh, we do appreciate it. Thanks for giving a fuck about <laughs> what we have to say. Yeah, so uh, so really cool. Uh, let's talk about Raw, the go home show before SummerSlam. Uh, didn't really sell me on the pay per view. I'll tell you that much. Um, there were some enjoyable parts. There were some parts that kind of strung along. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible raw, but it wasn't anything fantastic either. Um, we kicked things off with the authority cutting a promo on SummerSlam, letting us know that it's happening this Sunday. Here's some of the matches. Here's the cost for it. Here's where you can watch it. Same old stuff. Stuff that you already know. Basically, uh, it's just kind of a way to kill. I, I, I've dedicated the first twenty minutes of Raw to promo time to do whatever let's see i wouldn't even consider this a promo i would this is just them like shilling this is them just like outselling the show yeah which is um is what it is yeah you find it a waste of time then you find it a waste of time if you're okay with it (laughs) then you're all right with it i mean you know it's them basically letting everyone know where they can watch it uh and the price and some of the matches so yeah shilling is good term uh or it is the term for it so, uh, first matchup we get to see Randy Orton teaming up with Cesaro to go up against Kevin Owens and Sheamus. Hey, well, did you, um, what was up with Cesaro trying to do the flip over the ropes that he always does? Oh, man. The dude's awesome, but he just totally fucked that up so badly, badly that Owens had to, like, help him over the ropes to yeah. the other side. I don't know, it was pretty that, Yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty bad timing uh, error on Cesaro's part. Um, there was also one on Orton. When he tried to go for the RKO and and flubbed it and then hit another, you know, um, it was that whole, it was at the end. Right. But, um, I mean, the match itself, aside from those, it was enjoyable. The crowd was into it. By and large, it was totally fine. Yeah. Um, just a just a couple of flubs. There were a few flubs in this Raw. <laughs> there were some in the, uh, in the Divas match as well uh, that I noticed. Um, but, uh... But yeah, Orton and Cesaro end up getting the victory uh, after Cesaro holds Owens to keep him from breaking up the count. Um, next matchup, we got to see Roman Reigns going up against Luke Harper with Dean Ambrose sitting at ringside, Bray Wyatt sing, uh, sitting at ringside. Uh, what did you think about this matchup? I thought it was fine. Um, it felt like the focus was a lot more on Ambrose. Just um, not in a... Not in the same way that when guest commentary, like so often guest commentary will make it not about the match, but in a way that's almost like completely separate from the match. Mm -hmm. At least it was like, there's my guy. Yeah, adjacent to the match. And so it was a little different. It was still pretty distracting because they focused on it a lot. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I find it hard to, to recall anything other than like Ambrose you know, talking about Bradle. Yeah. It was, I mean, and they put over both Roman Reigns and Luke Harper, uh, saying these are two big guys who just, who will duke it out. Neither one of them want to give up. And I, I, you know, it was sort of a slow pace to begin, but the, the, 
second half of the matchup, I was totally enjoying. I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, That's Roman's style. He's not going to work a sprint with anybody. Right. And I felt that uh, Harper was a very good fit for Roman Reigns because uh, they were just going toe-to-toe and who's going to hit harder and who's you know neither one of these guys are going to take the pinfall. And um, the, the ending was a little bit rushed. I would have liked to have seen Roman get a little more momentum before it was just Superman punch into the spear, into the cover, and one, two, three. Yeah, it was real uninspired. Yeah. Um, but, he usually lays those in, and he, did, he just didn't this week. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those, I was digging a lot of the spots in the matchup. and uh, Yeah, Harper's real versatile. He can work with just can, about he, anybody. He can work like a brawl with a guy. Like Roman's style is pretty much brawling. He could also do like a high spot sprint with somebody if he needed to. Mm-hmm. So really good stuff, but Roman Reigns does end up getting the victory. Uh, the nat- next matchup I did not get to see uh, because I was on a delay. I was about 20 minutes behind, and uh, Ben had asked me to take over the Twitter. And so I'm like, oh, crap, if I'm going to be doing that, if I'm going to be doing live tweeting, I need to be watching the live programming. So right. I had to, unfortunately, I had to skip over it. Did I miss anything important? No, uh, I mean, Becky, Becky, got, and Tamina? Becky got about as good of a match as you're going to get out of Tamina, which mm-hmm. is to say it was completely fine. Um, nothing to go out of your way to see, nothing to really nothing to take away. Just mm. Becky got a not so bad match out of Tamina. Okay. That's about it. Yeah, and Becky ended up getting the victory. Uh after that we got to see uh Rusev defeat Mark Henry again. Uh this time by submission. Why are they calling back to the flag thing so much? I don't they, know. They're sort of over that whole thing, right? Yeah. He's and, uh, he's like he's already denounced Russia and is back to Bulgaria or mm-hmm. whatever. And I saw a comment where it's like, was Jack Swagger not doing any? Like, was he tied up this week, or, or what's the deal? I mean, poor Mark Henry. I don't know, man. It's a terrible use of him. Oh. Well, I think they sort of see him as a guy who's injury prone, so they're scared to do anything of significance with. Uh, when he's given a little bit of space to run, he always delivers. Yeah. They're just afraid to let him run. Same yeah. thing with like your Barrett's and he's getting up there in age. And sure, he's he's uh, he's a bigger dude. Uh, he's an older dude. I mean, quote unquote older. He's not like uh, an old man. He's just he's getting older. Yeah. And uh, you know, same thing with Ziggler and Barrett. They're afraid to let those dudes run too hard because they keep getting injured at key moments. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, but Rusev ends up getting the victory. Lana was on commentary. They've had a lot of guests on commentary in these past few weeks. I know they're building up towards SummerSlam, but it's just something that I've noticed. They've had so many matches in the past few weeks of Raw where someone was on commentary with the commentary crew, whether it be tag matches, whether it be Lana, whether it be you know Bray Wyatt or not Bray Wyatt, but you know Dean Ambrose and yeah. Just speaking about SummerSlam in general. You feel like they've done a good job of making it like the mania of the summer because I do because whether I don't know that I want another WrestleMania, mm. but I feel like if that was their intention, they did what they would do for Mania for SummerSlam. They they have like a guest host, they mm-hmm. have a four hour show, mm-hmm. uh, they got to tie in with like ESPN and all this other mm-hmm. crap. So they went all out. Um, I don't know that I. I can I can tolerate the excess of WrestleMania for WrestleMania. I don't know that I need multiple WrestleManias. Right. But if they're trying to make the special events mean more, they're at least putting forth the effort, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they are putting in some effort. I don't feel like they put in enough 
effort into the match quality. Yeah, but do you, did you feel that for Mania even? Well, that's a good point because they, well, all right. For thirty, there was the stories. They had they had the stories tell themselves. Um, thirty one, we all went in with low expectations and walked away going, "Man, that was one of the best WrestleManias I've ever seen." Um, so it's I don't know. I think they think they did a killer job. Well, yeah, because they're like, "Oh look, we got ESPN talking about us. Oh look, Brock Lesnar's on here. Oh look, you know, media." Is talking about Did it. Did you watch any of that shit? Because I didn't. Hell no. Okay. No. Well, I mean, aside from working all day, like, I, I yeah. don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I work for a living. I don't have time to I watch mean, I just, that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read a report or anything. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was just, like, hanging out on ESPN, shooting the shit. Calling or? out Dana White, I guess. Saying, hey, Vince Vince knows how to promote, unlike you. Oh, I'll take that back. I, I did I did read that. But yeah. I, I don't know why he, I mean, aside from promoting SummerSlam, I don't know what he was doing on the show. Was he? Talking about other sports, I don't know. Just uh, there to promote, I guess. And they right. talked about his, you know, UFC, UFC career. And well, he's uh, they have, I guess, seen it on the Today Show or something. Yeah, he's guest hosting. He did that, I think, two day, uh, Monday and uh, and today. So they're shooing them out to all those big media appearances they do usually do around Mania time. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's that big to me. Well, I just feel like they're saying, "Hey, look what we're all what all we're doing. Here's where all we can be seen." Well, the sort of like attention they're putting into SummerSlam is not the sort of attention that that I need to be paid. I need right. a different sort of attention to be paid to SummerSlam. They're paying the WrestleMania attention, which is their stated goal of saying we're making this like the Mania of the summer. Or yeah, whatever. they're trying to get extra viewers. In what this is how I feel. They're trying to get extra viewers. They're getting the guy from Arrow. They're getting John Stewart, who's making you know his first live appearance since leaving the Daily Show. That's all of what that's for. That's there for TMZ to to cover. Say, oh, John Stewart was at SummerSlam. I think okay. I'm I stand by the fact that. Um, Stephen Amell is a good crossover. That's a, yeah, that's absolutely. A good, he he's he's doing a good job. But he, it's, it's, he wants to be there. It's the um, like paint by numbers of WrestleMania. Like we get a guest host, we get a celeb appearance, mm-hmm. we get. Uh, Are we going to have a musical performance? We get big media publicity. Um, yeah, we got uh, part timers doing the big match. We got uh, you know whatever. It's like mm-hmm. they have the checklist of what they think a big show is, and they're checking off the boxes. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just. To me, I'm I'm more focused on the the stories that's being told. Me too, and and I feel really um, underwhelmed by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a John, I like John Stewart. I'm a fan, but he doesn't mean fuck to me when it comes to SummerSlam. Like, what is he gonna do? He's gonna come out, cut a twenty minute. He's gonna talk for twenty minutes. And then we'll see him in backstage segments. Well, I don't think I don't night. think they'll give him twenty. But well, uh, you know what I mean—a ten or fifteen sure. or something, something where he comes out and he talks about how it's great to be here. Um, so, are you all ready for SummerSlam? Yeah, I can't, can't wait, and blah 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 blah. And oh, if Seth Rollins are here right now, I'd show him what for. And I guess, I guess my my only point in even bringing him up is that if me, like I am a John Stewart fan, and if. He doesn't mean anything to me that he's here. Then who does he mean anything to? Right. Like, are are fans of John Stewart going to pay fifty four dollars or even ten dollars to say, dude, let's see what he's doing at, at SummerSlam? I doubt it. Yeah. So I think your argument's better with Stephen Amell. Absolutely. Because I think 
because you know he's going to be in the ring. Well, I think that I think that people who tune into Arrow can find in SummerSlam what they tune into Arrow to see. Right. You can see like there is lines to be drawn between the two like whatever you can find in Arrow you can find in in WWE. Right. Uh I don't know that people who tune into see John Stewart can find that in the WWE. Right. It's just not what they do. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just uh I don't feel I don't feel like the pay-per-view itself is is that strong. I mean, yeah, you've got Lesnar and Undertaker. I yeah, think, you've got you, you have some some decent matches in there. I think on paper the card looks good, but if I think I take into account the angles of the matches, then it feels like a weak card. Mm-hmm. It's like if I just look at the matches, I'm like, that looks like a solid card. Yeah. But if I if I'm considering all the storytelling we did to get here, I'm thinking like, well, I don't know how. This I don't is think they've look. done enough. Sure. You know? But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But I don't know. Um, so, anyways, back to back to Raw. Rusev defeats Mark Henry again. Uh, Lana gets in the ring and slaps Summer Rae, and then calls for Rusev to come into the ring. And um, that's when Dolph Ziggler Took makes his off. return. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler made his return. The crowd goes nuts, and uh, he uh, he attacks Rusev after Lana attacks Summer Rae again because Rusev used her as a human shield. You think we're getting a mixed tag out of this eventually? <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those inevitable things because we're seeing more physicality from, from Lana, so I feel like it's only a matter of time before they put her in the ring and say, okay, just you know, have a good tag. But uh, I don't know. I don't even know if she can if she can wrestle. Or I don't if know. She's more of a just a valet kind of thing. Her uh, super kick was pretty weak sauce. It was like lower rib area. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Although she was in that dress, so maybe sure. you know, give her the benefit of the doubt that that caused some uh, difficulty. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. But uh, after that, we got to see Ryback. Uh, get a victory over the Miz with Big Show on commentary. This is like three matches in a row. We've got someone on commentary. Um, yeah, Ryback defeats the Miz very easily, and then uh, calls out the Big Show. Hey, I'm still hungry. Feed me more. Big Show's like, Nah, I'll wait until till SummerSlam later. Nah, I can wait. Yeah, I can wait a few more days before I take you out. So, uh, yeah. After that, we got to see John Cena. And the uh, Seth Rollins contract signing. And uh, it's the first time we've seen Cena uh, at Raw in about a month after the broken nose incident. It's been about three weeks, maybe? Three or four, yeah, somewhere around there. And, uh, I mean, hands off, hats off to the guy for uh, for being able to, to be there. I don't, you know, I think I read that the nasal surgery that he has usually takes three to four weeks to, to fully heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell that they had put a little bit of makeup on him to cover some of the, the, oh, really? yeah, get that. it looked like the side of his face was like a, that yellow tint that you get when you're, when the bruising has almost Faded. completely gone yeah. away and you're like, is that still a bruise? You know, Ouch, kinda, yes. Huh? Ouch. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't dark. It was just that last remaining fade, gotcha. uh, before it's gone. Um, it's like that blood drying up or whatever. Yeah, and you know you could see you could still see a little bit of swelling on the bridge of his nose, um, but you know hands off to the doctor, hands off to him for 
for coming back to to wrestle this match. Yeah, see, I thought the um, the Rollins stuff was a weaker version, like a much weaker version of the Punk. You are the establishment guy now. Mm-hmm. You are you're the Yankees. You're the you're the. Um, you're no longer the underdog. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, he used a word that I was trying to recall, but I'm blanking on. You're the dynasty. You're the you're not you're not the underdog of the dynasty. It was sort of um, a weaker version of of Punk's promo mm-hmm. on Cena there. And I thought Cena was um, really strong here until the end where I felt like the bitch thing was just like a crutch. Like, he's like, I just I just really want to pop for saying bitch. Yeah. I, he had me until then, and that, that just sort of made me roll my eyes because I was like, you were fine. You didn't need it. Mm-hmm. You were fine. It wasn't necessary. Right. He did it for that extra, oh, factor. Right. You know, drop the mic, walk away kind sure. of thing. Um, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And it, you know, and it, they they took the focus off of the match and put the focus on Triple H. Right. Oh, this is his legacy that we're that we're dealing with now, and you're, that's what you're fighting for. Not not the title. Not for not for my title. You're fighting for his legacy. Right. So I don't know. Any I don't know where where are they going to go with that? I if think anywhere. I think this is match one of a of a, of a program between the two. Yeah, I, they may not even have a destination set out yet. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, next matchup, we got to see primetime players teaming up with Lucha Dragons to go up against New Day and Los Matadores. And uh, this was super short, and yeah. basically the whole thing was just Xavier and Torito, which yeah. was which was fine because it was fun, but. Um, <laughs> It's basically just Xavier getting. Well, uh, I don't know. Was Trita sort of like? Did Trita get the upper hand? Is that how it ended? Or I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember like Torito, like you know, attacking him. But I, I can't. Re- I think he just got the upper hand, and then uh, the rest of the team came up and got his to pull back. apart. And- yeah, and they just sort of like blew it off that way. But yeah, yeah, kind of stupid. But uh. Primetime players and Lucha Dragons end up getting the victory. Very fi- sh- I'm fine with it. Very short matchup. Uh, after that, we got to see Sasha Banks going up against Nikki Bella. And this was the match I was talking about where there was, uh, there was a few miscommunications. There was the uh, the spot where Nikki jumped on the second turnbuckle and she did the 180 kick. Yeah. Completely missed. Um, it, to be honest, the match was just wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, Sasha's really good and Nikki's sort of one of the better main roster girls and mm-hmm. for that they just didn't deliver yeah um they even lost the crowd to where the crowd was chanting for Lesnar. i get it like it's his his hometown and whatnot mm-hmm. but um they just sort of lost the crowd and it was getting later in sure. the hour so it's like okay they gotta they gotta wrap this up pretty soon because uh otherwise we're not going to get to see lesnar yeah i mean <clears throat> i don't put that entirely on them but like they didn't do much to, to change the crowd's mind right um yeah, I feel like it underdelivered. Sasha Banks looked, you know, looked solid enough, um, but you know, it takes two to tango, and so you know, neither one of them were able to able to recover the match, I guess. But uh, the the ending came when Nikki Bella was going to deliver the rack attack, and Naomi hopped up on the ropes and uh, caused a distraction, and uh, then Sasha put Nikki into the the Banks statement. Bank statement. Causing her to submit. So she has made the Divas Champion submit. 
and we'll uh, talk about the implications that that could have a little bit later on as we talk about our uh, predictions in just a little bit. But the uh, the final segment, the reason everyone was tuning in, the homecoming for Brock Lesnar, the face-to-face in the same ring together, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. And uh, I was cracking up laughing at Paul Heyman uh, singing. To, he went fucking big, didn't he? He did. Uh, my goodness, he he went big. Um, the tease from The Undertaker, the first one, I was like, okay, they did it to, you know, get Paul Heyman to start talking smack. And then the second one where where he, uh, Undertaker appeared, total heel move by The Undertaker with the low blows and all of that madness. Um, I figured it would have been more of a stare down more than anything. I didn't think it was going to be a, uh, a lopsided beat down on The Undertaker's part. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely heel. Um, dick kick twice now. <laughs> you just don't do it. You just don't kick another man in the dick. Well, I mean, if you're an asshole, if you're the heel, you do, I guess. Yeah, but I guess. um I don't know. Brock was super over, obviously, his hometown boy. But uh, I think he would have been over anyway. I don't know. Do you think it, it would have been more split if it had not been in Minnesota? Um. Yeah. How do you think the crowds are going to react when when we when we're yeah. in when we get to the match? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's fifty fifty? Do you think it's sixty forty, seventy thirty? What do you What do you see? I can see it being about fifty fifty because there are those fans who are just going to love the Undertaker no matter what. They're going to be the fans that love Lesnar no matter what. Um. I'll, I can see it pretty pretty evenly split. Um. Uh, even though they did the the hometown beat down of your hero and you know, boo this man kind of thing to try and get over the fact that Undertaker is working heel right. in this establishment. Um, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. But now we got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. Kind of weird without Tyler yeah, it's doing a little, that. It's, it's, a like, off. it's like, why are we still sitting here doing the, doing the clap thing? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tyler's still off on assignment. So uh, hopefully he will be returning to us soon. Maybe. Uh, really liked the poster that you did and put uh, up on the uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah, it didn't turn out <laughs> quite like I wanted to, but um, you got a couple people biting. Oh uh, no, no! I mean, I was it was not that I was trying to go realistic. It just um, I don't know. It, it didn't turn out. I couldn't get it to turn out quite how I envisioned it. But gotcha. I'm not, I'm not really like a whiz with the um, graphics design. Yeah, and the. I didn't use Photoshop at all, but I mean, I yeah. guess you could lump that stuff in there with it. But, mm-hmm. but it worked. Yeah, sure. I liked it. Very funny stuff. I'm sure he got like a, a giggle out of it, and that's all I was really going for. If he even saw it. I thought he did. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did he? I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did, because he messaged us. Man, my mind's all over the place. So, uh, so yeah, we'll kick things off. NXT TakeOver happening uh, this Saturday. Special start time, 7.30 Eastern time, so 6.30 uh, here Central. So, because they they've got a completely stacked show, I believe nine matches announced so far, which is uh, quite a big ordeal, big show. Yeah. So uh, we'll kick things off. First matchup, and it's the most recently announced matchup: uh, Eva Marie going up against Carmella. Um, I personally think that this is just a throw-in match. Let's get you know Eva Marie some more spotlight on her. Um, give her a chance to show what she can do, sink or swim kind of thing. Uh, I think Eva Marie goes over fairly easily. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
she's the one they're trying to build. Carmelo, mm-hmm. Carmela has wrestled, but she's mostly the, her focus has mostly been as a, like a second for um for Enzo and Cass. Yeah. So, although that might change with the uh, I guess the women's division in NXT is sort of uh, not depleted, but it's uh, it took a big hit when they called the other girls up. So yeah. maybe she'll be working more. But um, I don't, it just seems like all right, everything has been the focus. So hmm. I'll agree that uh, she's even Marie's going to get the W. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, all right, well, both of us picking Eva Marie to to win. Uh, next matchup that's announced: uh, Bull Dempsey going up against Elias Sampson. Um, I I don't know the I think with the way that they've been doing the video packages, they're wanting to to showcase Bull on on this occasion. I think he's going to get the win here. Yeah, I'm, I got to go with that as well. Um, I'm not sure why the why Samson would uh want to get the win in the situation, but yeah, I got I got to agree with uh Bull. He's been the focus. Yeah, so we'll have to see if uh Bull is fit, and I know he's got a new. He's got the shirt, so he better be. Yeah, he better be. So uh, both of us picking Bull Dempsey on that one. Uh, Next up is an eight-man tag match. Enzo Amore, Big Cass, Zack Ryder, and Mojo Rawley teaming up to go up against Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, Dash Wilder, and Scott Dawson. Um, I'm not too sure as to why I would feel like you've got more character on uh, on the face side with Enzo, Big Cass, Ryder, and Rawley. Uh, so I'm going to pick them to win on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to pick against Enzo and Big Cass, especially mm-hmm. especially after they sort of didn't get the get the, the straps. So yeah. I feel sort of weird for them to just be <laughs> meandering. But do you think these guys are going to get called up soon? Or do you think the reason they didn't put the belts <laughs> on them is because they are going to get called up soon or do you think it's just they want a, a to play that the angle out for a longer period it's hard to tell because they're they're so in tune with the audience the audience the NXT audience gets them they understand you know it's not it's not always about the in-ring ability they've got that charisma they've got the you know the the mic skills to hold their own i don't know how well that would translate going to the main roster where there's people who don't watch NXT who are like who are these guys right maybe in time if they were allowed to blossom you know if WWE gave them the opportunity because we've seen what happens to tag teams where they fall off the wagon look at the ascension look at lucha dragons look at you know pick your pick your poison right uh I, I feel it's a very delicate procedure that they'd have to do in order for the crowd to get it um I want them to to be on there because I want them to to succeed, but I, I don't know when they're gonna if if and or when they're gonna do that. So I don't know, and I know that uh, Zach Ryder and Mojo Riley are starting to come together as a team, right. and the hype bros. And there was even uh, a little video package uh, last week, or was it this week, um, where. They showed Mojo kind of annoying Zack Ryder because he's overhyped. Right. You know, he's like, dude, you've got to calm down. Take it easy. No, man, I can't do that. I'm I'm hyped. So it's interesting to see where that tag team will go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with um, Enzo and Cass and Hype Bros as well. Cool deal. So, um, yeah, not too bad. 
I'm I'm really looking forward to NXT Takeover. Uh, they always put on really good shows. So uh, next matchup we'll talk about is a uh, fatal four way matchup between Charlotte, Emma, Becky Lynch, and Dana Brooke. Um, I I don't know if there are any, any implications for this matchup. If there if it's a number one contenders match or if they're just having it just to have it. Um, well, I think part of it is that so much of what has made NXT a draw has been the women. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a way for them to get the women that were a part of that draw, like on the card still. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of weird. It's sort of, it seems like there's sort of two ways to go. This one is that you are looking to put either Dana Brooke or um, Emma over. Mm hmm to line her up to face the champion, uh, whoever comes out as champ once these women are, I say for for sure on the main roster and mm. to stay, but I guess there's nothing specifically saying they can't uh, work both shows. But um, I don't know. Do you get the feeling that it's more of um, to help the card draw? Is it there to, to draw crowds because the women of NXT are such a big draw? Or is it there to... To establish a new contender, or or is it twofold? Is it both? Uh I would mostly say that it's there to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say who I'm gonna pick to win. I think Dana Brooke is gonna get the victory. I think a victory. Saying you have a victory over Becky Lynch, over Emma, over Charlotte uh, is gonna be a huge rising power, um, and that that'll put her in contention for the for the NXT Championship later on down the road. The crowd. Loves to boo her, uh, so she makes a perfect heel going up against, you know, possible Bailey. Um, but see, the thing about that is, is I I can see Dana Brooke winning, but I mm-hmm. only see her pinning Emma, which is sort of her running mate. Yeah, which uh, I don't know. Maybe that's uh, something they're going to explore storyline wise. But I find it hard to see her beating Charlotte or Becky. Right. Uh, not so much from the old school booking philosophy of these girls are going to move up. So they're going to do the job on the way out. But mm-hmm. because they're so integrated into both brands, they want to keep them looking strong for this quote unquote revolution. Right. I've, you know, in my head it's, it's going, Emma hits a finisher on, uh, uh, Becky Lynch goes for the cover. Uh, Dana Brooke throws her out of the ring, gets the cover one, two, three, or, um, you know, Something along those lines, because Charlotte and uh, and Becky are more known for their submissions, right? So I would have to say that Emma gets some sort of, you know, situation where it looks like she's going to get the pinfall, but then Dana takes it from her. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with uh, I'm gonna take Dana Brooke as well. Okay, I think she's be I think uh, Emma's taking the pin though. Yeah. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Next matchup we're going to talk about, Samoa Joe versus Baron Corbin. Uh, now, these two haven't had a whole lot of interaction with one another. Uh, Baron Corbin, very well known for his short matches. Samoa Joe being very well known for being a tough uh, wrestler, tough competitor. Where, where do you see this one going? Um. Well... It's hard for me to envision them doing anything with Corbin because of because he's so limited outside of um, winning short matches mm-hmm. like all the time. Other than it really hurts him having those. Yeah, I mean, I guess 
there is the possibility that he could get like a full um, sort of repackage, like Bull Dempsey wise, if they're mm-hmm. just like, hey man, we you have to learn to do a little bit more than this. Uh, so I guess I could see them um, if he. I mean, just losing does not mean that he needs like a like a revamp, but it's hard for that character to work how they've set it up without him yeah. winning. Um, and also, Joe Joe hasn't really worked that um, like big program since being brought into NXT, so it's mm-hmm. sort of weird to see him go here, and then it would, it would seem weird to me to have him lose as well. It seems yeah. like these are both guys who have to win. I don't think Corbin needs to win because I don't think anyone buys him mm-hmm. uh, as what they're selling. But, um, I mean, for them to continue on that path, I think he would need to win. I'm going to take Joe just because I think Joe's the bigger asset. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, I don't know why he's here to do jobs to guys like Baron Corbin. He's, yeah. he's the he's the value, not Corbin. And I've, I've talked about it a couple of times over the weeks uh, that I watch Baron Corbin. I watch his entrance, and he just seems... So non-emotional, so non-animated. Um, what what is your take on Baron Corbin? Because I personally, I don't get it. I don't like. Okay, I get that he's a big guy. He's got a cool finishing move, but he has like zero animation to him, zero personality. And it's funny because you'll watch a show like Tough Enough where they complain about that. They're like, "You got to be animated. You got to have character. You got to have charisma." And yet you turn around and watch someone like Baron Corbin who has zero of that what's your take on Baron Corbin am I wrong here or I mean I don't think you're wrong in your assessment of of Corbin um as far as what they're looking for I think there is room for both I think they do want both Hmm. I think he's an example of a guy who really he's so limited in in both in ring and out of the ring that there's not much more that he can get away with other than what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that stoic, like silent, um, emotionless void, like doesn't work as a rule. I just don't think it works with him. Like you have to put a little bit more into it than what he's putting into yeah, it. Yeah. Show a little bit of emotion. I mean, it's like he walks out, the lights go on, which is the big reveal for him. And it seems like, he could just as easily be standing in line at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't think it's emotion necessarily. I think it's um, maybe like a, a, a quiet charisma that, mm-hmm. um, and not so in your face charisma, but a more laid back charisma that I don't think that he possesses. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they have invested in this guy that they're afraid <laughs> to sort of cut bait with him or whatever, but. Um, He's got something over them. I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't say <laughs> that, but. Um, I don't know. I don't see the upside, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, he's a big guy. Sure. I mean, but looks-wise, I can see he has a look that they like, but that's the only upside that I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to pick Samoa Joe to win as well. I just... Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Corbin won. I just don't... It didn't make... I can't connect those dots in my head why there that would, would make have sense. To, in, in my mind, there would have to be some sort of outside interference Sure. Uh, I mean, to, give, to give Corbin the win. I could see like no finish, like schmozzy, like they brawl to a double DQ or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could count out sure. or something along those I lines. See that. Yeah, like oh my gosh, all chaos is breaking breaking out here. It's insane. So both of us pick in uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, next up, we'll talk about Jushin Thunder Liger going up against Tyler Breeze. 
Uh, big draw, bringing in uh, Thunder Liger. They've already got some pretty sweet T-shirts made up for him, and um, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't. I, I, I want to say Liger's going to win because why would you bring him in just to have him lose to a guy like Tyler Breeze? Like Breeze has been talking so much smack. Give me a great opponent, you know. And this and this will be a good showing for him. But I feel like you would have more longevity for Breeze giving him the loss to let that sulk in and be like, you know, I'm supposed to be this great guy, and he's struggling with it. Yeah. Um. I guess there are sort of two ways to look at bringing a guy in and coming in to lose. Um, one example is like Sting, where you're at least where we at least expect them to do with it more than what they've done so far with him. Mm-hmm. So bringing him in to lose doesn't make a lot of sense. Now Liger is all but a like not all but it's almost assuredly a one-off appearance. Mm-hmm. So in that I would see to me that is more guy who's, who's sticking around should get the win because he's the one that's going to benefit from it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just like from all accounts like Liger can book himself out outside of the New Japan office and him and Regal are boys. From yeah. back to the WCW days, so he was like, "Hey, do you want to work?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure," because he <laughs> supposedly likes Liger likes it in the U.S. So I can't. I mean, I I'm calling Breeze. I think he benefits from it the most. Um, uh, and I just think it's like a cool addition that they're trying to. Um, it's a special attraction. Yeah, it's an attraction match. Also, they're trying to. They're. They are running against Ring of Honor. In the same night, the same market with other New Japan talent. So I think there's more to that as well. But uh, I think Breeze gets the win. I think he benefits the most from it. He would benefit from it, but I would just think if you're bringing Liger in just for this one appearance, it'd, you know, give the crowd, make the crowd happy. I mean, yeah, they'd be happy just to see him, sure, just to see him perform. Um, but send them, send them happy, send them home happy on that one. Yeah, but see, that match isn't in the send them happy spot. That's true. All right. Well, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'll say uh, Jushin Thunder Liger gets the win and Doug picking Tyler Breeze. So one of us is going to be right. Probably Doug. Uh, next up, we'll talk about the NXT Women's Championship. Bailey going up against Sasha Banks. And uh, Sasha's involved in the Divas Revolution that's happening over on the main roster right now. And it, Bailey has had sort of a run lately, defeating past champions, earning her number one contender spot. And she's finally going to get her uh, NXT Women's Championship match against Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver. Now, before you make any calls, and I'm not mm. I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other. I'm just throwing the info out there. Yeah. I don't know if you read the spoilers, but um, both Sasha Banks and Kevin Owens appeared on TV that they've taped that's going to run, quote-unquote TV, mm-hmm. they've taped that's going to run after the special, uh, both with the belts, Hmm. Both coming to the ring with the belts. Now, is that a uh, we're working the fans and we just don't show that whenever whenever it, when it airs, or is that could, yeah that could easily be a way of making people speculate as to what's right. going on? Is that just like um um like disinformation? Is that like a you know sleight of hand? Is that uh you know whatever? Mm-hmm. So, just so you know, uh, also, uh, also Gargano, Johnny Gargano. So Owens came out with the belt on the TV that they taped this past week. Wow. Owens came out with the belt. Sasha Banks came out with the belt. Wow. 
Mm. Now, is that just we're not showing our hand to the fans and they're exactly they can edit the entrances out on TV? Yeah, easily. of course. Or is that they retain? See. Mm. Also, Gargano, uh, Johnny Gargano, and um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa worked the TV tapings as a tag team. Really? Yes. Hmm. There's a lot of uh, back and forth. Are these guys? A lot, a lot of people think these guys are signed. A lot of people think these guys aren't signed. Yeah. So uh, a couple of could be just an appearance kind of thing. Well, try out. Well, I watched Evolve 47 and Evolve 48 over the weekend, and um, Gargano re- effectively wrapped up all his storylines with Evolve over the hmm. weekend, and uh, he did the same with AIW as well. So um, some people. Th- it's sort of up in the air. A lot of people think he's signed. A lot of people think he's not signed. Who knows? That's just not. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with the predictions, but right. it's just a lot of FYI stuff. Yeah. Oh man, I just. Not only do they work as a tag team, they won as a tag team. See, now you're throwing like wrenches into my my thought process about how the main event's going to go down. Hey, I'm just trying to give you oh, all I the know. information. Oh, I know. To be to base your decision on, and that was probably the worst decision you could have made because I was like dead set in my mind frame. And now I'm like. All right, now you've now you've caused doubt, and that's never a good thing. Because I was going to say 100%, Bailey's going over. Um, so you know what? I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to say Bailey gets the win here, um, and the crowd goes wild. Uh, I just don't know. I we'll we'll talk about the the main here in a minute, but I'm going to pick Bailey. I'm taking ba- Bailey too. Yeah. Um. As much as Steve Revolution is a thing on Raw, I mean, if you watched Raw, like Sasha didn't even come out with the belt, and she was a champ versus champ match. Like, yeah, she it was just as she's if she's there. <laughs> they said she was the NXT Women's Champion, but they didn't even have the belt on her. And did they come back from commercial? And she got the no entrance too. Is that am I making that up? I think so. Okay, but uh, e- either way, so is that how important they like view it? I don't know. Right. Who knows? I'm taking Bailey too. All right. So both of the that's the story us, they've built too. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is her. This is Bailey's time. You know. She's although risen I, up the ranks and. Although I have seen some uh, talk of people like thinking she might be turning heel, so maybe like a way to instigate that as a loss for the title. Mm. I don't know. I'm sticking with Bailey. Yeah. So uh, next up, we'll talk about the tag team championships. Vod Villains going up against Blake and Murphy, and Vod Villains announced that they have a special weapon to deal with Alexa Bliss. Um, I'm not sure what it could be. Oh, um, I thought it was, it's totally escaping me, but I thought it was sort of out there who was in their corner. Who? I, I mean, it's escaping me who it was, but I thought uh. <laughs> I thought I read something today about somebody that, who, who they had in their corner. I can't uh, remember, though. I haven't seen anything, but... Uh, Apologies, but uh, I, I thought I knew. I don't know. I don't know who to go on with this one. I, I'm going to say Blake and Murphy. I feel like the overarching story, um, if Enzo and Kaz are going to win the belts, I think they win them from Blake and Murphy because the story's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the Lynch, like the, the pin on that is like, are they going to, are they going to win the belts or are they moving up? Um, yeah. I'll say Blake and Murphy as well. All right. So, with that being said, it's time to go into the uh, the main event of NXT TakeOver, Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor in a ladder match for the NXT Championship. And here is where 
you caused me to to doubt myself by throwing out that information. If Kevin Owens is indeed seen with the NXT title and he does in fact win, I have to think that somehow William Regal is involved in it. Don't ask me why, but that's well because he got physically involved. With yeah, Regal, and so I feel like Regal will, in some form or fashion, maybe even help Kevin Owens get the title. Because Regal is known to be quite villainous. But but Owens put his hands on Regal. Yeah. And we've seen many times where stuff like that has happened. I mean, heck, look at Lucha Underground with Vampiro. You know, sure. even though that was his own bidding. Sure. It could be the same situation. And be like, you know what? I see something in you. Maybe Regal takes him under his under his wing. But Regal has played it pretty straight as an yeah. authority figure. Yeah. So far. So far. <laughs> um, but if you have to make me choose right now on the spot, I'm going to say Finn Balor gets the win. I'm taking Balor as well. All right. I think <laughs> I think the taping with them having the belts is misdirection. Yeah. I would think so, too. Um, I think this is going to be possibly Owens, the, the, the farewell for Owens, uh, so that he can focus more on the on the main roster. And uh, Finn has said that he wants to stay in NXT, that they're doing great things. So Well, he has to say that. He's oh. the face of the brand right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go up to the main I roster. I want to go and make, make, make a, a lot, lot more, more money. money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to stay where I'm at and, you know, fight and scratch and claw my way to the top. Right. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Now it's time to talk about SummerSlam. It's going to be taking place after NXT. It's going to be taking place Sunday on the uh, WWE Network. Really? Four hours. Four hours. The biggest SummerSlam. So, this is going to be a huge uh, wrestling weekend. You've got two and a half hours for, for NXT. It's been a big month because, yeah, I don't know, just with the G1, like this month has just been... I don't know. Awful <laughs> trying to keep up. Not awful. It's been fun. I, I enjoyed the shows. It's been a hardcore uh, wrestler fan like yourself. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. It's been hard to keep up. Yeah. So we've got, you've been enjoying G1. We've got NXT. We've got SummerSlam. What else is there out there that's out there? Uh, Well, I don't know. Um, Think about a Los Angeles. Is, that's not going to be live, but uh, I think that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm. I think King of Trios is coming up. Uh, First week of September, I want to say. I don't. I don't know if they're going to do eye pay per view. Uh, not sure about that. Mostly, uh, I don't know. Mostly last weekend and this week. Last weekend, I watched. Um, I think it was day eighteen of the G one, um, <laughs> and then day nineteen, which was the finals, which were like both four and a half hour shows. God. And uh, and then I, I got off like uh because they air live from japan like in the morning like i watch them when i get home from work and uh, i think saturday evening saturday evening saturday night whenever i got off work between that and sunday when i went to bed i watched um both days of uh day 18 and the finals of g1 which were four and a half hours i watched evolve 47 which was about three hour show and evolve 48 which was about a three-hour show, and like I was just kind of my eyeballs were just sort of shot. <laughs> so your weekend was kind of a blur. <laughs> yeah, I ate a, I ate a, I ate a ton of tacos, and I <laughs> and I watched a ton of wrestling. Tacos and wrestling—that's yeah. a good, that's a winning combination. It sounds like a really pathetic weekend, and it no. is. It is. That's and that's I, pretty I, awesome. I'll, I'll cop to that, but uh, you know. Well, cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so, 
now, now we get NXT and SummerSlam this weekend. Sure. So that's another seven and a half hours or six hours, however however long it is. So let's dive into SummerSlam. Uh, ten matches on this four-hour card. So lots to cover. So we'll kick things off. Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. Um, this match was kind of thrown together at the last minute. I mean, we've seen this feud build over the over the past month or two. Uh, very awkward and very odd, and now it's hopefully going to be ending after SummerSlam. Um, I think it would be foolish to have Dolph Ziggler win after Rusev has just been destroying Mark Henry time after time after time. Um, I mean, the crowd is definitely hot for, for Dolph Ziggler, but I I think the booking would be very poor to go in his favor. So I'm going to pick Rusev to win. I'm going to take Rusev too, but um, I don't think we're done. Yeah. Uh, I think clearly they've cooled off on the Lana is going to be a megastar push. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think this uh, angle is over yet. So Especially when Ziggler's been out. He just got back. Yeah, been out filming a movie. and Sure. I, I mean, I don't know what else you're going to do with these guys anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'll take a Rusev. All right. Uh, next matchup we'll talk about is the uh, three-team Three Diva Team elimination match between Team Bella, Team Bad, and Team PCB. Uh, this is an elimination match. I don't know what the style is going to be. If it's going to be like they clarified, it's oh. um one elim- one pinfall or submission on a team eliminates that team. Not not oh. not every single person on the team has to be. Oh, well, that's no fun. I think it's better because. There are three girls you have to keep strong, and, and probably Nikki mm-hmm. too. So that way, yeah, you can work all that out. And you know who the people that are expendable, which mm-hmm. is your Tamina's, your Alicia Foxes, your Brie Bellas, they can take falls or whatever you need out of them. And, yeah, uh, you can keep the girls you need to keep strong. Strong. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, I mean that kind of changes things up for plus, me. Plus, plus if they did. Um, what is it like nine? If you had to have like nine eliminations, eight eliminations, eight eliminations, one, one then being the winner, they would end up giving them like two minutes between falls. It would just be terrible. It'd just be yeah. like fall. It would be one of those um, finisher re- pin, finisher pin, sure. finisher pin. Yeah, I, I think it works out for the best this way. Okay. Uh, well, with that being said, who do you think will be the uh, the last team standing? I think PCB. Yeah. Is um. More specifically, I think Charlotte's going to be, um, if not the last person for her team, the, at least the person who scores the winning fall for her team. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not decided if Charlotte um, pins Nikki and that sets up the singles match for uh, United Champions, or they do a thing where um, the sort of lackey third wheels for the teams take the falls and then you keep all of the NXT women strong. Mm-hmm. And Nikki Strong, and you do like a four way for the title that way. Yeah. So it's either I think it's either a four way or um, Charlotte and Nikki, and I, I'm not really sure. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? I'm I'm curious as to how. Uh, before I talk about that, I'm curious as to how this match is going to work. Is it going to be a one on one with tag ins, or is it going to be like a triple threat? There's three people in the ring, and they can tag their respective partners. I don't think um, they've clarified. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, as far as future planning, I can definitely see Charlotte versus Nikki. They're building towards that. They're trying to make Charlotte look strong. However, you can you can easily say, well, uh, Sasha just got a victory over the over the Divas Champ this week on Raw. 
Uh, Charlotte's been booked very strong. I mean, you can put hasn't all, Becky beat her as well. I want to say so. I want to say all the NXT women have a fall over her, and that's yeah. why I was like, maybe they're going to go be a fatal fall right. away. Um, but uh, going into in, into this particular matchup with with the rules now being somewhat clarified, um, who do you think is going to be the sole or the remaining team to get the victory? PCB. Wins. PCB. I'll agree with that. I feel like. Tamina is going to be the one pinned on her team. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, maybe Nikki takes the takes the pin. Um, well, she doesn't, ha- if she doesn't have to. If you're if you're going to do the singles match, I think she takes the fall because it, it specifically says Charlotte pinned Nikki, so she should get a title shot. Right. But we've already had other people pin her, like Sasha yeah. just pinned her. So now I'm leaning more towards... Well, Sasha submitted her. Sure. Yeah. Now, now I'm leaning more towards uh, Fatal Four Way with all the NXT women having a pinfall over her, or a fall over her. Yeah, and um, so you don't necessarily need her to take the fall in that situation because they've already had their their falls over her. Mm-hmm. So um, PCBs went in there, no okay. doubt. All right, uh, so I'll I'll agree with you on that one. I think uh, Team PCB gets the win over Team Bella and Team Bad. Uh, next matchup we'll talk about Kevin Owens versus Cesaro. Uh, and I know this should be a uh, a fairly good matchup because uh, Cesaro can work uh, Owens's style and and vice versa. Uh, these two know each other on the road from their days in the indie scenes. So, uh, what do you think? Where where's this one going? I think it'll be a good match, but I I'm not sure who's winning, and I'm not sure who should win. I don't know who needs it more. Owens feels like he needs a big win coming off of the big losses that he's had to mm-hmm. stay relevant. Cesaro is fresh in his push, so he feels like he needs momentum as well to get to the next level or to a higher level. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you do a no finish? How do these guys... Uh, how I don't do you- want a no finish, but sure. you also need a no finish to keep both of these guys strong to elevate these guys. Um. I don't know. I feel like this is this is Cesaro's rise now. The fans are are getting behind him. You're seeing all of the Cesaro section signs out there. The fans are chanting Cesaro. They're solidly behind him. Uh, whereas Kevin Owens, he's doing a great job as a heel, but it seems to have vastly fizzled out after his matchup with John Cena. His last match with John Cena. Um, who needs it? Who do you think needs it more? They both need it. Sure. Um, if you're, if it's you're, vital to both guys. Yeah. That's that's what makes it tough. It's because you don't want to see Cesaro lose any momentum, but you also don't want to see Owens lose any more than he already has. I guess if you're going to really argue it, you could say Cesaro's momentum hasn't been established yet because while he's been more over and the, the crowd has been more behind him, it's not like he's won any big matches. He lost right. all those matches to Cena. So I guess technically he doesn't have real moment i mean he has momentum to he lose needs, but he needs to beat the man who beat cena sure <laughs> um i'm gonna say owens just because i feel like um i don't know i they both need it i don't know why i feel like owens needs it more i'm not even sure that he really does need it more yeah i just uh i can't really work out in my head who who to go with i'm just gonna say owens yeah it's a coin toss on this one it's hard to pick a winner but i'm gonna go with cesaro uh, just so there's a little bit of a uh, differential there. Um, cool. Next up, let's talk about the tag team championship. It's a fatal four-way team uh, matchup. Primetime players, Los Matadores, Lucha Dragons, and the New Day. Oh, please tell me you saw the promo from SmackDown with with New Day. 
I did not. Oh, uh, I can't recount it. I'm, I won't ever do it any justice, but it was awesome. Go <laughs> to your way to see it. I think they even clipped it out for like WWE.com or something. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I have to make sure and go and uh, and check it out. Uh, I feel that New Day has gained so much momentum. They're getting such a reaction from the crowd. They're the hottest tag team in the WWE right now. I feel like New Day has to win the titles here. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. I don't think they need them, but I think they deserve them, if that yeah. makes any sense. And uh, They've earned it back. Sure, yeah. Dude, don't get me wrong. I like primetime players oh, yeah. a lot. But, uh, man... Who's, New, who's done more in, in the time frame given? Sure, I mean... It's New Day hands down. New Day all day. I mean, they've been awesome. So. <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. So uh, Kudos to those guys. Yeah. So, all, both of us picking... Uh, oh, dude, did New you day hear? One. Did you hear? Okay, look, I'm back on the... I tried the Jericho <laughs> podcast again. Oh, yeah? Because New Day was on it. And their episode... He had all three of them on the same oh, my time. Goodness. And it was really, really entertaining. Not just entertaining, but... All three of the dudes like endeared themselves like completely to me. They were just seemed like the coolest dudes. Hmm. Go listen to Talk is Jericho that uh, New Day was on. It's worth a listen. Very cool. We'll have to see how that how that show is and uh, and how the matches play out. Next matchup, we're going to talk about a celebrity appearance. Uh, Stephen Amell, is that right? Say that right. Uh, I think so. I going think so. up, uh, teaming up with Neville to go up against Stardust and. Uh, the Cosmic King, Wade Barrett. Uh, where, where do you see this one going? Um, I know it's I know it's rumored or said that uh, Stephen Amell from Arrow is going to be wearing his Arrow uniform. And in fact, he's going to be wearing the he's going to be debuting his new uniform for the second season of Arrow um, for this matchup. But what are your thoughts on the match? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I mean, look. <laughs> Stephen Amell and um, uh, Neville, no question. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a possibility. <laughs> Let me put it to but you. But they've been booking Barrett so well. Let me put it to you this way, Daniel. How many wins at WrestleMania, and I know this isn't WrestleMania, but I'm making it um, work with me. I'm going to make it a larger point. How many wins at WrestleMania does Sting have? Uh, that would be zero. How many wins at WrestleMania does Snooki have? Uh, I would believe that was one. All right. That's my point. <laughs> so Snooki has one more WrestleMania victory no, than Sting. My, not, it's not necessarily that she has one more. It's that she Snooki, has one. Snooki has, has a zero. WrestleMania win. Yeah. Sting has zero. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. Yeah. I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Arquette has been a heavyweight champion. Sure. And, Okay, uh, I'm yeah. not even mad. I like this tie-in. I'm not even mad at. Yeah, them. they've it's, done they've done it very sure. well. Yeah, you know they had heard the, the dude got busted up uh, training for yeah, it. Had, like cracked his jaw or something like that. Something like That's that. Not, dropped the weight on it or something. Um, but it's really great to see a celebrity guest appearance uh, who who is actually excited to be there. They want to be in the ring. They want to to compete. Taking it serious. He's actually taking it seriously. Absolutely as. As serious as a comic book hero act or actor as a comic book hero can take a you know a super villain who blows star glitter from his hands. Hey, my man, <laughs> super heroics are serious business. They absolutely are. Uh, but yeah, you can tell the difference between who showed up to guest host Raw to cash a paycheck and who's there because they want to be there. Absolutely, the dude's there because he wants to be there. Yeah, it makes a lot of a difference. So the Green Arrow and Red Arrow, 
um, getting the victory on this one. That's that's where we're both going with this. Uh, next matchup we're going to talk about Bray Wyatt teaming up with Luke Harper to go up against Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. And I know there's a lot of speculation going on about where Dean Ambrose is in his career right now. Have you heard anything about that? Um, Maybe, maybe I'm... That there's a possible heel turn on the way? Oh, well, I, he- I heard it put like, uh, who's turning? Is it is it Dean turning or is it Roman turning? Yeah. Um, I think what we're trying to get at is that we're saying the Wyatt family is going to win. Wyatt family... <laughs> Picking to win, yes. But, uh, okay, so who are you taking the turn? You think Ambrose is turning? Because I could see Roman getting a heel run before. Yeah. They would both do well. They have done well sure. as heels. Uh, I think Roman could use a refresher more than Ambrose. Um, and Ambrose could be that devastated guy once again, like, my brother has turned on me. The the one guy who I have left in this world to trust has just turned his back on me. See, he's already the uh, sort of out, so walk, walk alone outsider. Mm-hmm. He got burnt twice. He'll never trust anyone ever again. Absolutely. I could see it being Roman. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could. It Plus, could, they've really focused on Dean sort of being there for him. Yeah. So that just makes it all more like play. Even too. on Raw, sitting sure. at the announce table, making sure he's keeping an eye on Bray, and right. even be like, he's not doing anything. This is kind of boring. <laughs> like I'm, right. I'm waiting for him to do something so I can attack him. So I'm gonna call Roman turns. Then. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna happen at SummerSlam? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think the Whites win, and then uh, I don't know if it's uh, sort of the out. Um, like the aftermath of the match that turns yeah. him, or if he turns, I think it has to be. I think it has to be an aftermath uh, turn. Uh, Bray Wyatt once again gets Roman Reigns' number. Roman can't get the win, even with his buddy Dean Ambrose. Right, causes him to go mad and you know turn on his former friend. So, uh, so both of us picking the the Wyatt family to get the win with a possibility of Roman Reigns turning heel. So we'll have to see how that plays. You were about out. to sell me on an Ambrose turn, and I sold you on a Roman. Turn. You did. All right. You're very good. I like that. Uh, next matchup we'll talk about: um, Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Um, these two have had a feud. These two have had several matches over the past few years, dating all the way back to I believe 2010. Um, this could go either way. It really could. This is like another coin flip. Like I can see them having Sheamus win just because he's already been beaten by Orton, and I can see them continuing the trend of we like for our money in the bank out to lose matches. Right. Because for whatever reason, they believe that makes it more of a surprise whenever he does cash in. Yeah. I think that's he a bunch of... He can't buy a win. Oh, wait. Yeah, he can. Here it is right here. Sure. I think it's a bunch of crap, but uh, <laughs> I think that's bad booking. But um, Yeah. I'm not running a million dollar company. Billion dollar. Multi billion dollar. Whatever it is. A lot of money of a company. Yeah. Whole lots of money. So uh any anyone leaning towards the other? Do you think there Well, do you think there's any possibility of a cash in? No. Okay, then because if there was gonna be a cash in, you'd 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 probably say Orton for sure. Oh yeah. I still think Orton's gonna win. Just because of going with the let's let's book Mr. Money in the Bank poorly. I'll take Sheamus just to mix it up. All right. I would not be surprised at all if Orton wins there. Yeah. Um, next matchup we'll talk about Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, Big Show versus Ryback versus The Miz in one of the 
matches that not too many people are really caring about. Can I just say that I feel like this has been one of the tougher overall cards to call in yeah. recent times? I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that. There's a There's lot a of, of toss-ups. Uh, this could go either way. Yeah, Owens and Cesaro, uh, the match we just talked about, Sheamus and Orton, and now uh, this triple threat match. Even the uh, Divas match a little bit was kind of a toss-up. I'm not 100% sold New Day's winning. I just think that's the best direction. Yeah. So um, so it's a triple threat match. Um, you know, this is Ryback's first real test. But who are you, who are you going to go with? Taking the Miz. I don't know why. I'm just taking See, the Miz. See, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that one because I, for some reason, I feel like he's going to get the win. Uh, I was as I was watching Raw this week. I'm like, there's a reason why they're still keeping him around, and right. we haven't seen Damian Sandow in a number of weeks. Right. You know, it's just one of those things. He's got that villainous way where he he knows how to work a crowd. He makes a great heel. Uh, well, I say great, but people yeah. like to hate the guy. Exactly. You know, they they don't feel like he belongs there, which is why they boo him, which is what makes him a a better heel. See, I think the thing that I think that there is about The Miz is that if he's low on the card, he's mm. a guy people love to hate. But yeah. if he's higher on the card, he gets, like, go away. He, like, get off my TV. Like, right. he's, like, too prominent. He's like, no, just get him off my TV. Yeah. But if he's just sort of milling around somewhere that's not a lot of focus, people just can enjoy hating him or whatever. Right. And uh, Big Show was had an interview uh, this this past week, where he said he wants to take some time off. Like he doesn't want to do full time anymore. He didn't wants he just to, get back from the movie or whatever. He did, uh, and he, he wants to be a, a part time. He needs to be a part. time Yeah, he's he's saying the world has seen enough of me. Like he's admitting it. He's right. like they've seen too much. I'm on TV way too much. Right. I don't want to do that anymore. I just I'll make my appearances. Hey, that's fine. Hey guys, remember me? I'm the Big Show. I'm seven feet tall. Um, and people will be happy to see him when he comes absolutely. back. Absolutely. And um, with him and Kane, <laughs> that stretch where him and Kane were so prominent yeah. on TV, it was like, oh, no. He, he doesn't want to do that anymore. He was like, when my contract expires, I don't think I'm going to be wrestling anymore, with the exception of you know an appearance here or there. Sure. But he's like, I want to do stuff backstage. I want to help out. He's like, I still want to be involved in the WWE. I just, I, I'm fine taking a, a lighter load. Yeah. Ship him down to NXT. Yeah. Let him teach Baron Corbin how to be a big man. <laughs> that would be good. Um, so, yeah, for some strange reason, I'm picking the Miz to win, as are you. So, uh, we'll have to see. Should I don't we... really have any logic there. I just thought uh, yeah, that's my it's, 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 he's. I'm leaning towards him. I don't know. Maybe Big Show hits the KO punch or I don't know. Maybe uh, Big Show KO punches them both and just like, I'm out of here and walks out of the, the yeah, company. I don't need the title. Whatever. Later. I don't even care. Um, should we do the main draw or should we do for the title for title? What do you think? Uh, yeah, let's do the title. Now. Yeah. All right. I mean, Brock and Taker is the main event without question. Are you sure? I'm positive. Mm, okay. That's, you don't think uh, Brock and Taker is the main event? I mean, it's a big match, no doubt. It's the biggest match it's, on the card. It's the biggest match that they're hyping, but you've got title for title. Why is that not Doesn't the matter. more prominent? I mean, obviously, you know, what closed out Raw? Undertaker and Lesnar. What was the start of the final hour of Raw? You know, John Cena and Seth Rollins. 
So you obviously know where it is on the card, but it's sort of like this should be a huge matchup between Cena and Rollins unless they're going with a no finish of some sort. I think a uh, no finish is entirely in the question. Yeah. Because if it's a program, there's no reason they can't because it's technically their first meeting. Mm-hmm. Plus, that could give them some space to get the title for title thing out of the question. Yeah. Um, plus, with it not being the main event, they can give, hopefully, give a definitive finish to one of these special event main events. Mm-hmm. Sheamus cashes in, hopes to try and get both of them, but he gets pinned, so no one wins title for title. Um, like, what would they do in that situation? <laughs> First person to get a pinfall or submission wins both titles. Uh, well, I guess it depends on if he. Or would insert, they say? Did he, he insert himself into the match, or did he take like pick the the dead bodies like a vulture or whatever? Like, yeah. I guess there's a difference because we've seen both. Mm-hmm. But like, if he were to enter, insert himself into the match, would that cancel out the United States Championship and only make it for the WWE Championship? I think they can make that mean whatever they want. It Absolutely, to <laughs> it's whatever they want it to be. Right. It's up to interpretation. Uh, yeah. The, I I don't want Cena to win. I I don't want Rollins to have the U.S. title. So, where do they go? I, I, I feel like they have to have a no finish of some sort to where both guys keep their respective titles. Yeah. I, I really feel that's the, that's the best and only option. Yeah, I'm gonna go no finish as well. If we if we get a finish, I think it's Cena. As but much as we hate no finishes, I would be okay with this one. Well, I, f- I sort of feel like uh, Owens and Cesaro could do without a finish. As yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go no finish. Um, some sort of shenanigans. I don't know exactly. If we do get one, I think Cena is the one who's taking them both. But, it's uh, Kane. So, uh, all right. Oof, man. <laughs> He's coming after Rollins, and that's who we get to see fight Seth Rollins at Night of Champions. No, thank you. I'll, I'll take anything about, uh, over that. <laughs> anything. All right. Well, now it's Do time not to talk. Put, don't put Kane on my TV. <laughs> it's time to talk about the main event, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. Uh, the Kane, match- Kane needs to walk off holding <laughs> hands into the sunset with a big show. I'd never <laughs> be seen again. So... It's the match that's too big for WrestleMania. It's 16 months in the making, and oh, it's finally going to be over. I'm ready for this to be over. Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker. What you got? Uh, well, before I say that, I'm going to say I think this is. I think we're getting them again at WrestleMania. Oh, don't say that. And I don't know how we're getting there. We're either getting. Taker wins, and so they feel like they've got one apiece, and they want to finish, uh, see who's the you know overall. Or Brock beats them both, and he feels like that's the last thing he's got to to prove to anybody is that he, he can he beat Brock Lesnar, and then maybe that's the match at WrestleMania. I feel like they're leading towards this. No, again. no, I don't know. No, who do you have? I'm 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 a little bit undecided. I'm going Brock Lesnar all the way. Uh I feel. <laughs> You know, this is supposed to be Lesnar's face run. Undertaker is fully playing heel. Yeah, he's totally baby. I mean, two low blows, come on. Uh, not to mention that they completely healed it up this past week on Raw in Lesnar's hometown. 
They love they love to beat guy, beat up guys in their hometowns. So it's all okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean the low blow twice in a row. I feel like something like that's going to happen. But he's going to wear a cup this time and be like, ah, I outsmarted you this time, did a man. Anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. But I feel I feel Lesnar has to get the win here. I feel he has to. Undertaker doesn't need the win. It's not going to do him any good. Undertaker doesn't need it, and it's not going to do anything for him. The only thing is going to say story-wise. What is it going to do? Yeah, the only thing it's going to say story-wise is he got his revenge. But it's not. It's not. He's not getting his revenge because there's still a one in his loss record for WrestleMania. Well, so there, there's no the the revenge is nothing because he got beaten fair and square. Yeah. The only he was mad about the gloating. Okay, which is. You know, whatever. I mean, Brock is totally the babyface. He is mm-hmm. basically your uncrowned champion. He was going to win the strap and then take yeah. her, screwed him over, and then... Maybe we'll see uh, Lesnar-Rollins 2 at Night of Champions. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take Lesnar as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's getting back at the title picture. Because I don't know what his dates are looking like. Is he going to go away for a little bit or what? I don't know. But we'll have to see, uh, see how it all plays out. But I have to say... Those were some great picks. Those were some great picks. Those were some great picks. And with that being said, it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question come to us from Richard saying, Legends may die, but will never be forgotten. Great show last week. Rest in peace, Hot Rod. Quick question, guys. Do you think Stardust will ever go back to being Cody Rhodes? And if so, when? Uh, yeah, thanks, Richard. Um yeah, I think he'll be back to Cody Rhodes eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't put like a uh, timetable. Yeah, exact timetable. I just think that Stardust only has so much legs in it, and mm-hmm. sooner or later, it'll get old and it'll get stale. To me, it's already old and stale. I understand some people still like it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's already expired. Maybe the Arrow will take care of that. Maybe so. Maybe we'll have to see how that all plays out. But yeah, but thanks for the question, Richard. Final question coming to us from Parker saying, uh, "Hey guys, don't worry, no rant, just questions." Uh, and he has four questions for us this week. Uh, saying, "Question one: Do you taking think- a fucking test, Parker? Come yeah. on." <laughs> yeah. Saying, uh, "Question one: just do, kidding. You, do you think the Cesaro Owens feud could elevate Owens higher if he had won the U.S. title?" We'll take Dan, it one at a time. Do you mean? Do you mean Dan? If- yeah, would this would this uh would this be more important? I guess if Owens had won the U.S. title, is it Cena? more important? Can he be elevated more from facing Cesaro than from winning the title? Is that what you're saying? Then he would have been winning. The, read the question okay. one more time. Do you think the Cesaro Owens feud could elevate Owens higher than if he had won the U.S. title? No, no. Cesaro is just not there yet. Cesaro is a hot act that has good matches, mm-hmm. but ultimately. In the kayfabe sense, Cesaro doesn't mean nearly as much as John Cena. It's just, he just doesn't. Okay. Uh, question two. I heard rumors that Owens could, would interfere in the Brock Lesnar Undertaker main event. Do you think it's true, and would you like to see an Owens-Lesnar feud? Um, I have a hard time seeing that being true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that is uh, I mean that is a good way to get him hot again, but uh, <laughs> I, just don't, I just have a hard time believing that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure that I want to see Owens and Brock. I don't I think we've sort of talked about this before, at least I have, that I don't know that their styles like complement each other. Mm-hmm. It would be a, a strange sight to see, that's for sure. 
Uh, third question saying, is there a Sports Beaumont app? Yes, there is, actually. If you search Sports Radio Beaumont on your smartphone device, uh, there should be the uh, the Sports Radio Beaumont logo. And it's a free app that you can download on your smartphone uh, device. And question four, are the radio shows on demand? Thanks and keep up the good work. Uh, as nope. of this time, no. Uh, it is just a one and done kind of show, but we are going to be working on getting something uh, like that a little bit later on down the line to where people can go back and re-listen to them and uh, and enjoy the shows. But anytime we do predictions, like this week, we uh, what you hear on the radio show is also what you hear on the podcast this week. Um, we do the best we can to vary the content between the two shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but when something as big as like... Um, it's like a pay-per-view happens that sort of takes precedence like we sort of expect that people who listen to both shows want to hear that so we yeah so we carry that over uh most weeks the content varies though right uh we've sort of removed the hot topics section from the podcast and turned that into the sports radio beaumont uh radio show yeah a good way to, to sort of think about it is with the exception of um predictions the podcast is more like analytical like breaking mm-hmm. down things and the um the radio show the is more topical yeah it's like a topical thing yeah so uh but yeah thank you very much for listening uh to to both podcast and the radio show uh for those of you who are listening who do not know about our radio show we do have a, a show here locally that you can listen to online go to sportsradiobeaumont.com or the sports radio beaumont app uh, our show airs thursday afternoons 5 p.m. Central Time, so adjust your clocks according, uh, accordingly. So uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, hopefully uh, SummerSlam is a good show, so we'll have lots to talk about next week as well as NXT TakeOver. Make sure to comment on our Facebook page. Let us know what you think as far as our predictions. Same for our YouTube page. If you have a question or if you have a comment, make sure to leave those on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsWorks.com and WrestlingNewsWorks.com on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Beyond Pod or Player.fm. All them fucking podcasts. All those podcast places. Uh, just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast and uh, Daniel himself is at WNS underscore Daniel. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoy NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Bye.